A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Namaste, yogis. Happy New Year. Happy 2017. It's absolutely amazing because that marks one year of the Yoga Revealed podcast. We're at 250,000 subscribed listeners worldwide, and we're absolutely honored to have you on the podcast today to listen to an interview of Amy Roski and Indy Rishi, who are both accompanying me on my trip to India. I'm going to India with Yoga for Change. We're doing a full-on retreat that is included Inclusive, allowing us to go to the Taj Mahal, the Bodhi Tree, the Ganges River, and so many immaculate places in India. But for right now, tune into this exciting interview with Amy Barsky and Indy Rishi. and welcome to another absolutely wonderful episode of the Yoga Revealed podcast. I am very blessed to be seated amongst two amazing yogis, two people who I call my peers, my colleagues, my friends, and amazing loved ones. The one and only Amy. How are you feeling today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Andrew. Awesome. And Rishi, how are you feeling? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I was like just thinking, you just said one and only, right? Yeah. Like, what if there's like many Amy's? Oh, uh, there's plenty there's of There's only one Amy. Only one. What if there's like many Amy's within one Amy? <laughs> <laughs> there's many, many parts too. <laughs> or even you too. It's like many parts of you too. Very much so. <laughs> but um, I'm really excited to be gathered here today um, to talk about our paths and also to talk about our future towards India. Yeah. <laughs> India, oh my God. That hits a root. It hits some roots for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
It like rubs the roots of the tree, you know? Warms you right up. It does. I'll tell you what, you no, you guys have never been there, right? No. And I gotta tell you, like, I wanna share that experience with everyone and like to know you guys who are so you guys are so like in like, you guys are you guys are wrapping the Indian culture. You're in, you know, what, what's it called? Embracing? Your te- well, your tentacles are like wrapped yes. around it. But you haven't gone to the source yet. Yeah. yeah. We're engulfed in it. So yes. We haven't actually been immersed in it. Oh, yes. There we go. That's it right there. Perfect. That's the spot. Yep. Yeah. I'm very excited about this trip simply because I have literally been changed by yoga. And to think that yoga's birthplace is India, mm-hmm. the culture that's yes. there, the amount of lineage that's there, um, to think that, you know, Patabi Joyce and Krishnamacharya and Iyengar were all in this place, yeah. this mecca of culture mm-hmm. where yoga first sprung mm. its legs. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, do, can, I, can I throw out like a cool, like, like a, a drop, a drop an idea yes. and drop an idea. Please drop it like it's hot. Uh, Go. Um, like, like <laughs> these guys, but that'd be Joyce and oh, what do you want to teach you? Oh, you know, have you seen that yoga uh, photo journal or whatever, that yoga yep. book mm-hmm. where yes. it has that map of the yes. yoga teachers? Yes. Like just like all these cats, right? The way I've been thinking about it lately is that they're like all spiritual inventors. Mm-hmm. Like there's like, Physical inventors, you know, like people who invent physical things like the sure. TV and whatever. Right, tangible yeah. items, tangible yes. Items. But they're spiritual inventors. They're social inventors. Yes. Like they create these like modalities of body and mind mm-hmm. and spirit that like move people towards connecting yes. to like something higher. Like they're, invent- they're always inventing. That yes. is a really good way of that putting is. it. That's like the innovation of self-exploration. Damn. Yeah, on point. Yeah. Wow. So, so I really like to start out. I mean, you're the girl in the room, so we're. we're I'm the girl in the room. <laughs> um, with how your yoga journey first began. Wow, uh, my yoga journey. I think, well, my movement journey began as a child. Um, just always curious how to move my body and how to create shape and energy. And uh, for me, it, it came through the experience of dance and gymnastics for many, many years. And as a competitive gymnast, it was a very isolated world in many ways because it was very internal. Um, and then through that exploration, um, became um, more dance focus. I was a ballerina oh, wow. for a long time. Where did your, like, did you study in school? I did. I went, so I was a ballerina. I decided when I was, hit the box. (laughs) Um, I studied uh, ballet starting at the age of 17 through 19. And I was an apprentice with a company uh, back on the East Coast. And it took my body, um, I was very blessed because of my gymnastics background. I pretty much tuned into that skill of, of point shoes and dance, it, it, it was very natural for me. Mm-hmm. And um, and then after the experience of, of the ballet world, I wanted to know more about modern and tap and, and other forms of dance. So I went to University of the Arts in Philadelphia. I got accepted there on a scholarship to dance there. And I went in as a ballerina and I came out as a modern major. Martha Graham, Martha Graham. I was all about Martha Graham, yeah. All about Martha Graham, I was all, yeah. And um, just dance to me was just the way to express myself. And then I guess about maybe seven or eight years later, I found yoga. 
And I didn't, as an East Coaster, I didn't know what yoga was there. I, I knew of it, but I didn't know. You're East Coast. I know. Well, I don't know what it was. It just, it wasn't, I was in a city. It was just, it just, it wasn't. Um, Philadelphia. Oh, cool. And um, so coming into LA, I had a friend of mine one day say, hey, you want to come take yoga with me? Like, sure. I've heard of it. I've, you know, I know what it is. I've just never experienced it. Mm. And I was stoned for like 24 hours on my own breath of consciousness of breathing and moving. I was like, holy crap. What is that? Like, Mm. just changed my life completely. And I haven't stopped since. So it's just been a huge journey for me in, in a sense of being the student for many, many, many years. And then turning that now into teaching and sharing with others. So at what point did you know that yoga was going to be part of your life? Um, well, I think after I found it, I knew it was always inside. I think it was always internally brewing somewhere. Uh, but then to make the choice to to make it a constant in my life, probably a, I'd say about eight years ago, it became a constant, um, whether it was, you know, taking classes or taking my own, you know, in the middle of the living room, throwing the mat down and doing my own practice. Mm-hmm. It just became um, pretty vital to to keep moving and to keep exploring it. So, And unfortunately, four and a half years ago, I was in a very terrible car accident and it uh, had no mo- mobility in my left shoulder. So I could no longer practice mm-hmm. um, vinyasa flows, which was my practice for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I turned to Kundalini yoga. I, a friend of mine said, "Hey, you should try Kundalini since you can't physically practice. Yeah. Go mental. Go into that internal and side." Holy crap! Now Kundalini changed my life completely. I was also at that time in my life um, exploring myself internally. I had left a relationship that very, was very toxic to myself and to this other person, and I had to choose to step away. Mm-hmm. And Kundalini showed up in my life and it was such an empowering tool that I don't think I could have survived without it. Yeah. I really don't. And how did it empower you? How did you feel when you practiced? Well, practicing at that time Kundalini Yoga allowed me to shift my mental thoughts. I was in a very negative state. I was um, in a very vulnerable state. And it just allowed me to find the strength inside through my nervous system, through my circulatory system, through my each organ, each chakra, each connection, each breath to move the things that were not serving me mm-hmm. as a human being, to remove the things that weren't serving me, to physically and mentally remove them from my thought pattern, from my ailments in my body. And it, just that was so empowering that I, I was I had to share it. I had to start I had to find a way to start sharing it. Yeah. So that's when that path started. So yeah, it's just been ridiculously a blessing and, and rigi- ridiculously life changing. My life is completely altered in the past five years and I just can't even like I can't fathom my life without it. So oh, that's <laughs> anyway. A, that's an absolutely touching story because I feel <sighs> that for so many of us, yoga meets us at exactly the right place in our life and when we attune to our yogic practice it helps us to get rid of so much of the gunk in our lives that really is not useful to our progress to becoming our purest self and 
just time and time again, like, I feel so connected to the story of us having to go through all of the sadness, all of the disappointment, all of the, you know, bad relationships and just the gunk to get to yoga to realize how much beauty is within. Yeah. It's like, you know, washing away all of that. Yes. To finally get to like that pure gem that's right inside of our hearts. Right. That we can fully shine full with the practice of yoga. And there's sometimes where we as human beings don't realize that there are wounds from childhood, from moments in our lives or or situations and circumstances that are still within our bodies. Mm -hmm. And then then when they come up at certain experiences, like you said, yoga shows up at the right time, certain emotions show up at the right time, certain um, uh, memories show up at the right time to then go and heal what that wound was that's still kind of lingering in our bodies, in our minds, in our hearts. So then to remove that and to to heal it, I should say, not remove, but heal and forgive and release and surrender to it has been an amazing um, gift that, that, that I've just been given and been able to share, so. There's so many like layers to that, right? Like, like yoga has so many layers, you know? It's like, and the more like I dive in more and like the more, the more it's like, whoa, like if there's Egyptian yoga, there's African yoga, there's Chinese yoga, there's, right? There's so many different kinds of yoga and they're like really essentially they're the, they're the ancient martial arts. Like they're like the uh, healing arts mm-hmm. part. And I, maybe even martial arts isn't the right word. Maybe that was made up recently. Mm-hmm. Like because- Ancient arts. Yeah. The ancient arts, <laughs> you know? And, and their move, the movement, the layers, dude. Like it's like you got your physical intelligence working, yeah. you got your emotional intelligence working, and then you got like this other intelligence that we can't define that's happening, you're connecting to as well. Like source yeah. intelligence. <laughs> that's, that's a good yes. one. I like that. Sort of infinity intelligence. Yep. yep. So tell me, Rishi, how did your yoga journey first begin? Or I'm sure from like a little kid you were <laughs> you were born in yoga. I'm like I'm like one one zero zero one one zero 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 dude, I was like downloading Where were you born? I was born in Toronto. Okay. Canada. And uh, and then um, we left when I was really little. We drove across the country mm-hmm. in a Lincoln Caprice. Like I, <laughs> what, I, can't for, I won't forget it because I remember being a little kid. My dad putting me on top of it and taking pictures, like me standing on this huge, long Lincoln Caprice, 1969. Wow. Um, they're like airplanes, bro. <laughs> it's a big, big, big car, big iron, like you know, strong cars. Yeah, that thing went from like, Toronto to San Francisco. Wow. Uh, right. So. So then we got, uh, we, we moved to San Francisco, grew up there, but you know, I never was into like, I, like I'm Indian and I'm, you know, Punjabi Indian, Sikh, you know, from yeah. nor- the Northern part of uh, India. And like, I like knew my culture, but I did not know anything about yoga. And like, there was no access to it. Like there was even yeah. no, like, really? I mean, I watched Ramayan, you know, Ramayan, yeah. like yep. you know, yeah. Ram and Sita uh-huh. and all yeah. that, right? So I watched that as a kid, there was like a <laughs> series, like a 26 video series. So anything that had to do with storytelling, I read. And there, if, there, if there are books, mm-hmm. I would read those books. Mm-hmm. Like, so you understood come, the culture. I understood the culture, but I did the not connect. practice The practice? I didn't understand like, that there's even mysticism. Wow. Like, whoa. Like, you, you know, the moment that came into my life, the moment there was like this connection between the idea that there's this wonderful religion, these ideas, whatever, philosophy, and then there's a mystical aspect. There's science behind it. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, mysticism is science. Yeah. Definitely. They're not, so. they're interchangeable because at some point, some science was mystical first. Mm-hmm. 
It's like <laughs> magic. What did magic come from? Right. The sense of science, science, which came from alchemy. There you go. Right. And you know, we can even talk about like a TV, dude. Like, come on, dude. If you show that somebody a thousand years ago, they would be like, you're freaking a witch or something, <laughs> exactly. right? An iPhone, right? You can oh my gosh. To, you can see a person on this little piece of glass. Right? Well, I can see the universe, you know? I can see where we are. Yeah. So, you know, we got to think, what is science, what is science, what is mysticism? And mysticism is like that intersection of, like, religion and science. Mm. You know, and for me, that's where things change. It took me, like, falling on my face, like, dropping out of med school, like, going the Indian route, you know? Yeah. Traditional India and dropping yeah. out of med school, getting totally, totally, can I say it? F word? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting, totally, getting totally bliss, blessed. I got told so blessed. You know, like the, the universe, why, whatever, blessed me so good. Yeah. Oh, it was such a blessing. But that blessing is why, like, I got, like, I had to go down. Yeah. We have th- to, though. That low point, you know, was that, was that real, where I actually listened to them. Like, mm-hmm. oh, there is practice involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, it's not just going to come. Mm-hmm. Like I have to like mm-hmm. do something regularly and mm-hmm. do it actively and start, you know, being mindful about that mm-hmm. practice. Mm-hmm. That's when things change. Yeah. Like, okay. The whole, the whole thing opened up. Yeah. Cause I love reading fantasy books as a kid and writing. I used to do all kinds of storytelling. As a kid, I love reading. I, I lived in the library, right? Mm-hmm. But like, this was like a whole new library section, mm-hmm. dude. Like with like more shit than life books. Yeah. That crystals we got like we got instruments we got right. people there's like yeah. people oh my god so how did like how, talk, talk about your laughing yoga though the whole laughing yoga. yeah how did that evolve for you like how did that laughing yoga is funny i mean i'm a i'm a scientist like at heart you know i'm i'm super curious my when when family members you know like everybody all the indian kids would be like doctor lawyer engineer like what do you want to be when you grow up mm-hmm. <laughs> doctor lawyer yeah. right? i was like i want to be an inventor it's ingrained in you huh i said inventor do you it's like i like i still look back at that i'm like holy shit what the hell was i thinking because there's no like there's no path yeah. There's no clear path. There's no clear path for the <laughs> the, the innovation comes from the idea of discovery. Mm-hmm. And then through discovery, you have to be creative. Yeah. And to be creative, you have to go against the grain. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. It's a tough one, right? It's a tough path to choose, right, when you're a little kid. So, um, so you know, it really, like, like the past, you know, 10 years of my life as an adult, I saw, like, I looked around. I, I've been, I lived in New York, and I lived in Florida, and I lived in, been to India, lived, went to Sri Lanka, been to different places around the world, lived there, too, you know? And what I found is there's so much suffering, and, like, one of the primary, like, concerns that I find, like, just, like, as a scientist, observational-wise, is the people who are causing any sort of distress anywhere, the ones who are causing distress, Mm-hmm. They are not laughing. Mm. Like I'm not talking. I'm not even talking just from a community place. Like yeah. in a family. Like you know, the one who's like the not laughing enough is the one who's causing the problem. Yeah. The drama. Mm-hmm. They're stern. They're, yeah. They're trying to keep themselves from their what I would call internal nature, which is their bliss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or inner child. And so I'm on a mission, like, man, I'm, this is like, I, I got it. I have wonderful teachers like Alex Einhorn in New York who like have taught me to teach laughter as a science, mm-hmm. not just as a practice or some spiritual or like some silly goo goo right. kind of stuff, right? But it's actually science. We're actually doing science. We're tapping into something that we already have. But then let's also understand what it does. Like, you know, like, did you notice when you did the Kundalini stuff, you started actually paying attention to, like, what's happening in your body, your breath, what's happening yes. in your circulatory system, your dead. If you start paying attention to all those things, I mean, 
Yeah. That's the secret, right? Well, like you said the word earlier, mindfulness. It's choosing to be more mindful. Choosing when you were in your toughest of toughs, when you were so blessed, (laughs) right? To say, I don't want this anymore. I want something better for myself. I'm choosing more mindfulness, more thoughtfulness to get myself to a better place because I want bliss. I want to achieve and to feel bliss 24 seven. Yeah. So in in your path, then I'm sure that you became more attuned to how instrumental laughter is in uplifting spirits and Mm -hmm. also bringing forth a positive outlook not only on your day but also on your life (laughs) yeah totally man but sometimes i do feel a little crazy though (laughs) i'll I'll be on an email to somebody about doing laughter somewhere i'm like am i really like doing this like i was in med school like i i was i remember studying i'm like i'm like this is like for reals yeah this is real this is real Hey, someone's got to make people laugh. Yeah, might as well be you. You're good at it. You're good at what you do. I I always say, you uh, you said a wonderful word, instrument, right? Instrument. Like, I always, one of my biggest, deepest, I'm going to share something that's like deep, you know, like it's hard to share what your inner meditations are, right? There's different ones, right? Mm -hmm. You can't verbalize them. But this one is very clear. How can I be the best instrument for the divine? Like, how can I serve the creation as an instrument myself? Mm Because like, and like, oh my God, like, I love laughing. Like, you know, I would, I would take laughing any day about anything over any other feeling. I love laughing too. Yeah. I, I even have laugh, I even laugh when I have sex, dude. Like, it's <laughs> well, it should, because yeah. we should. It's fun, control. it's exciting. It's, it should be laughter. Know, it should know, be less did you know men, serious. Did you know men can control their ejaculation by laughing? Oh. Drop it like it's hot, yo. Drop, Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> So like if you laugh, you'll you'll you'll, you'll breathe more, so you'll actually will you you'll hold in the ejaculation. So wow, it's like a little trick, but it's laughter. Like what? Like do you understand? That's crazy. Like what are we doing? Yeah. Paying more attention. Pa- exactly, being more mindful. More mindful. That's awesome. So I. I <laughs> 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 it's not one of those shows, dude. Are you contract here? Are you contract here? Hey, we can do whatever we want. The beauty of the Yoga yes. Revealed podcast is I've actually interviewed a tantric doctor. If you Good. go back a few episodes Ooh. with Sam Isadora, mm-hmm. she's absolutely incredible. Does she laugh? She does laugh. She, she laughs a lot, actually. She mm-hmm. and she talks about orgasms and how important it is to have a sense of playfulness in yes absolutely yeah yes absolutely definitely so so we we got we can go wherever we want yeah 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 but i i I want to really touch on amy with with how your teaching evolved when you came into this this place of actually teaching from experience like going through that and then finding yoga and then practicing kundalini and how that has evolved in your teaching today um, well, um, there was a point where I was, it, one, one of my mentors, his name's Dan Ward, he's a yoga instructor over at, um, he's at Brian Kess Yoga, Power Yoga, and he's at a couple different studios. He's, I practiced with him for most of my practice um, at, at studio in a couple of the places, and he kept telling me, why aren't you going through the certification? Why aren't you getting yoga certified? Why aren't you teaching this? Why aren't you teaching this? Why aren't you teaching? And I was like, I was afraid. The wall was so high, it was the Mount Everest to me. Mm-hmm. To teach yoga was Mount Everest. I was like, blessed, no. <laughs> oh. 
I was like, no way. The Sanskrit freaks me out. The 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 responsibility of 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 teaching this to another human being and and giving them that gift of of exploration in in a yoga format just scared the crap out of me. I was like, no way, no way. But yet at the time I was teaching other things. I was teaching dance. I was teaching gymnastics. I was teaching Pilates. I was teaching um, like health and wellness through your body and fit, fitness ways, but not yeah. yoga to me was this whole, I don't know, elevated sacred thing. And so I think that was some of the fear. And then the other fear was, well, now if I teach, then I'll stop practicing. Because I oh. saw that a lot of teachers do. They start teaching and they practice less mm -hmm. because you're trying to find the balance between all of it. And I, I understood that. So I think it was a little fight between, holy freaking frack, that's scary. Mm -hmm. And, oh my gosh, I might not ever have it now for myself because now yeah. I'm just giving it, giving it, giving it. I'm never in that. Right. So I think that was... Um, one of the things I was dealing with. And then finally, one day I said, you know what? He had a, he had a thing up on, I think maybe Facebook or what, I don't even know. I just saw that he was hosting another teacher training. I'm like, for some reason I was like, now's the time. Mm, you could feel it. Just now's the time. I don't know why. I don't, there was no like revelation or angel singing saying, oh, you need to do this now. It was just like, yeah, it was, it was just like, I saw it and I said, yeah, okay, let's do this. I called him up and I said, hey, do you have space in your class? I see it starting in a few weeks. Great. Okay, great. Let's do it. And so that journey started and <laughs> haven't looked back. <laughs> and that turned into um, several, a couple years later, uh, Acro Yoga came into my life. And Acro Yoga shifted my life almost as much, maybe if not more, than Kundalini. Wow. Kundalini was a personal shift in my internal shift of figuring out who I was an adult, who I was as a human being, who I was as a woman, who I was and what I wanted in my life and in my relationships and the people around me, where acro yoga then got to elevate that feeling of now I get to actually work with other human beings yeah. in that connection, connection and go, okay, trust. Because yeah. I, you, t mm -mm. trust was nope, didn't do, didn't communicate well, didn't trust well. Mm. And it was a real, it was a real issue for me personally on a personal level. And Acro Yoga has now allowed me to find that it is okay to trust other human beings and we are not perfect. Mm. Myself or my partners or whoever I'm practicing with. It, and it's okay. It's okay to, you work together. yes, to and then, together. yes, and to, and to sort the words of we and us versus I and you, mm -hmm. you know, saying, yes, we can do this, and yes, let's try this together versus, well, you did this, and I did that, and who's taking the blame, and who's responsible, yeah. and it's, no, this is a we, this is a we practice, this is an us practice, mm -hmm. and that has allowed me to really shift as far as, um, relationships on all levels between my family, my friends, and any, any romantic partners. So that's just been, Acro Yoga has been an absolute gift in that world. Wow. I, I just like had a revelation that I'm going to create a class that's called We Can Do This. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you. yeah, nice. Because that's just such a strong yeah. concept is that, you know, alone, the path is a lot harder and together it is so much more rewarding and fun and fun, completely <laughs> fun. yeah that's uh i was actually thinking about it the other day i had a conversation with a friend of mine who teaches meditation and 
he was like, oh my goodness, I, I just saw this this magazine cover and you were on it for the Acro Yoga. And I was like, oh, well, that came out in March, you know? He's like, there was a whole pile of them at this meditation place that I go to. And I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's pretty wild. He's like, yeah. And I went to go teach and then I started reading the article afterwards and I was there for, you know, a good hour after class until the next meditation came. And I was like, I got to do some Acro Yoga because although meditation is wonderful and it's great to sit down, he's like, the way that you wrote about how connection occurs when you have a full experience of being in a relationship with someone of which you have to achieve something together. Yes. He's like, absolutely. you can achieve something alone, but how do you share that with others? Mm, yeah. Could that be like the next evolution of relationship? Like that, like, you know, cause everything evolves, right? Yeah. It's like, what if like marriage, like the way we've done marriage and relationships for a long time is not the most efficient. Maybe it is that, and it might even help not have as many babies. If you mm-hmm. think about it, cause if people are getting together to achieve something, it might not be to have a baby most of the time. Yeah. It might be like actually do something, make a difference in the world, build a farm, do something. I mean, who knows what yeah, people want to do. Do yoga. After yoga. <laughs> Keep it simple. Keep it simple, right? Yeah. No, I agree. Uh-huh. I mean, acro yoga is just an opportunity to explore in a safe space. And I think that's really important. And I am um, very fortunate to teach most acro yoga classes in a beginning level, in a beginning stage. Mm-hmm. Most of the classes I teach are introduction or fundamentals. And I use the word fun because that's what it is yeah. in, in the dementals part. But um, <laughs> because I think that people are afraid to touch another human being, to physically and emotionally and connect and breathe together yes. and move together. It's scary. And to see the joy on their faces when they actually do yeah. it, they're like, oh my gosh, I did I And it's just, it blows my mind away because I was them. Yep. And I know that experience, so I can go, oh, I can, we can just revel in it together and just be like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. <laughs> and, and, and it's so, in some ways, simple. It's so simple just to say yes. And can you help me straighten out my arm? Yes. And can you push your foot longer? Yes. And can you? And then there you go. And next thing you know, you're flying and strong and high as a kite. And I don't know. You know yeah. You know what's interesting? Uh, uh, most of like any type, especially like acro yoga is a really good one. But like many kinds of really good yoga done in the right way, they really break down the bar- They break down the walls. Yeah. That we build around our like our truth, like their true inner self, you mm-hmm. know, or maybe the inner child, or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, right? The walls that are built around that, like all these practices, break them down. Like when we interact with the, somebody in the acro yoga situation, big time, it breaks down some wall, big walls. Big for walls. People. I find like when people laugh, like holy cow, sometimes I see it like falling in front of me with their what's happening with their face and how they're letting go, yeah. right? You too, oh my God, I'm sure you've like come across so many people because you've been with people for a few days too. Yeah. Seeing them change, right? And the <coughs> transformation that happens at an acro yoga retreat oh. is immaculate. And that's why I am so excited for this trip to India because we are gonna be doing acro yoga together in India. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness. What? Kids. Yeah, I don't think like I, I understand how crazy that is, but do you know you I guys understand no that that's not allowed? <laughs> oh, it is now. <laughs> and now we're gonna be doing it, you know? Like we're like gonna bend the rules. We're gonna bend the tell, rules. Tell us, I mean, I haven't really heard a perspective of how important the Taj Mahal is in the Indian culture. I mean, I 
Taj Mahal is important, but it comes from a a, 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 a time a period of time where there was a lot of like it was a imperialistic takeover of yeah. India, right? So it comes from like an outside king. Mm -hmm. So Taj Mahal is from like an outside king's like representation of India. Wow. Uh, there's another place that I'm very close to, uh, the Golden Temple. Okay. In 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 Punjab. Okay. Which is like a golden temple which feeds 200,000 people every day for free. Wow. Everything is donated. People volunteer their time. It's gold. It's made of gold. There's, there's a moat around it. It's like, whoa, right? But Taj Mahal is cool too. It's beautiful. Like it has such a beautiful yes. view and it's really nice kept in marble and all this stuff. It's a piece of history. But that's like right? a mausoleum yeah. Yeah. versus like a place that's like people come. It doesn't matter what religion you are. What, right. It's not even a pillow. It's like, dude, there's, is there any place in the world where anybody can come and you can eat whenever you want? You can come there and sleep whenever you want. And it's fucking, it's blessing gold. <laughs> it's like gold. Like what? Like it's like open. It's out there in the world, you know? Wow. Like, so, um, but anyways. There's many places like that in India. Like we're gonna be stopping at places that are like that are so epic. The Bodhi tree. Have you been there before? I haven't, dude. I'm so excited about that, <laughs> man. That's oh my gosh! That yes, that's something I'm really looking forward to. Just like, sit there, and I really want to stick my feet in the river. I'm excited yeah, to be in the Gandhi's River. You know, just to be in that place and feel that energy and that vibration. You know, I just just to really. It feels that from the history I read about that particular place and what's going on and what goes on ceremonies on all levels on all kinds of you know Ganges. yes it's just really yeah, exciting to we're, we're gonna crash them like, I, I, <laughs> like i'll tell you what like like i want to witness a wedding i want to yeah, witness yeah, yeah. a funeral i want to witness a birth i'll tell you what it's actually easy to do it like because like like it's it's we're 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 coming from such a place that they like will be like come and yeah. that's how Indians are. Like yes. if you are, if you come from that place of curiosity, mm -hmm. oh my god, easy. So that we also like that's. How, I think that's a big part of what we're this journey that we're on yeah. is a curious one because I don't know about you, bro, but if something gets my curiosity, I'm gonna be like, stop the. Yes. Run, we're getting yeah, we're, okay. not, we're rolling, right. you know, because we got kind of gotta be like that's a yeah. part of yes. making something epic, you know, and connecting with real people. well curiosity is how we grow mm -hmm. i mean if you're not curious about something how are you going to learn about it to then go in and tune into that and go oh my gosh and then go and share it yeah, totally. that's how we grow it's fun how did acro yoga come into your life andrew oh wow um acro yoga was first introduced to me by a good friend of mine who when i moved to um san luis obispo from la i was you know studying and i started teaching yoga and there was a friend who had just, you know, started doing some acro yoga in the park. We did a little bit of acro yoga at the end of my teacher training. And immediately I was like, I got to try more of this. So I would go and try different things with my friend Kristen Ray. And we would just, you know, experience different poses and kind of look things up. And it wasn't really profound until I went to Seattle. And I realized in Seattle that there were not many communities of conscious people doing fun things. When I went to Seattle, it was so cold that you just didn't go to the park. You didn't just like go run around and hop to the beach. There wasn't that type of experience or right. there wasn't that type of environment. And soon enough, I got to the point where I realized that I really need to have a community. I really need to have people who I know and I can trust. And I just started going to this yoga class and a good friend of mine who went to the yoga class 
was like, hey, dude, uh, what are you doing tonight? I was like, oh, you know, just going home. I was literally going home, working <laughs> from 6 o'clock in the morning to 6 p.m., and then after work, going to yoga. That was the extent of my life in Seattle. A very dry, dreary, rainy part of my life. Dry in the sense of fun. <laughs> and I finally decided to go with my buddy Daryl, um, and we went to this like late night acro yoga slash like circus arts. Everyone's it's kind of it was like Tari's basically. Okay. Imagine Tari's, uh, which is a good friend of ours. He used to do elegant acro here in Hollywood, actually. Um, it was similar to that, a very intimate mm. party where everyone was just helping each other do different things. So you got handstanders in one corner. Mm. This is at a place called Ohm Culture in Seattle. And it was right near my house in Wellingford. And That's I was like, cool, dude. Oh, that sounds goodness. fun. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> I went in there, and for the first time, I realized that like regular old people who don't know each other will happily try things with each other. Like, mm. you could just go up to someone and be like, hey, like, I want to try that, and point to what another person was doing, and they'd be like, yeah, let's, let's try, try it. That. <laughs> yeah. Like, how often does that happen? You don't go on like, the street and, like, you see someone, like, getting an ice cream cone and, hey, let's look try. at them. Let's try that. <laughs> no. You know? Like, you see, no. like, a couple, like, uh, in a park walking their dog. Let's try that. No, people don't do that. And awesome. the fact that people were so open to trying things, especially new things together, mm. was just, like, a mind-blowing part of my life that really helped influence my creativity and the more that I would go the more creative I was in my yoga practice mm -hmm. and the more creative I was in my yoga practice the more that I wanted to try more stuff in acro okay. and it wasn't until I really moved to San Santa Monica actually um, that my friend Koya Webb introduced me to the acro yoga green and if you ever come to Santa Monica you must go yes to yoga. <laughs> you must it's an obligation. It's the most beautiful gathering of about 300 yogis from all over. There's people from Norway visiting, people from Russia mm -hmm. visiting, people from Thailand visiting, all practicing acro yoga and learning how to do things together. And when I went there, my eyes were completely changed in the sense of what a yoga community looks like. Mm. Seriously. Yeah. Everyone openly helping one another to achieve their goals. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Physical, mental, and spiritual. Yeah. Wow. I've met yeah. some of my longest awesome friends, whether it be Julio or John or Caitlin, who I now live with. Like, I met them all at the Accurate Green for the first time. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Pretty wild. I think that, Amy, I think we actually met actually... the Accurate Green, too. Um, I think we did. We went previous at the Goddess event through Nick Spano. We did. And that's where we played that acro. Was, that was the first time we did play. And we were in si it was all in silence, remember? Because yep. you, were, you were one of the... Yeah, I flew you. Yep. I remember yep. that. Yep. That, that was... Awesome. A, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and then I think... And then not too then long after, after that, that, we were at the green. We were at the green, yeah. Yeah, yes. No, the yeah. Santa Monica green is just, you know, old, old Muscle Beach is... Um, is been it's been around forever. If you talk to any of the old school guy like Ernie and stuff and all those, <clears throat> it's been around. Acro yoga has been around forever. It's just now becoming this new. It's it's just evolving into this ginormous 
um, excuse me, community of people who are just willing to have fun and experience physical and mental practice with another human being. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it really, we as a community are working hard to keep it, um, you know, positive and safe because tricks are getting harder and harder, yeah. movements getting more and more, complex. you know, complex. So we're now offering once a month, there's going to be free spotting classes. Nice. We've decided a bunch of us have gathered together before the holidays. And so that's going to be, um, we have one February, I think it's the 11th coming up. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to do our first spotting workshop for absolutely free. Everyone should come and enjoy. And I think it's just such a great opportunity to get together the community. Yeah. Because like you said, you go to a house party in our world now and people are just doing acro yoga and handstands. They're not drinking beer and, yep. and doing like sure. a pong, beer pong hey, and stuff. Every time you come to my house parties, <laughs> that's it. Acro yoga, <laughs> handstands, yep. and jacuzzi time. And jacuzzi time. <laughs> so what are you most, most excited about India, Andrew? I would have to say that the majority of my excitement comes from the idea that we're going to be traveling to some of the most sacred sites. One of the most like captivating ones that I can think of is the Bodhi tree. Mm-hmm. Because just to think that, you know, the Buddha coming from his background of being Siddhartha the the prince, he was, you know, royalty to then reach enlightenment mm-hmm. under a tree where he dropped into meditation and thus brought the teachings of of truth to us all you know mm-hmm. bliss of following our paths and finding our truth um it's just a really amazing concept and the other thing that really excites me is the whole idea that this whole entire experience is going to be filmed Mm-hmm. You know, it's so often that you go on a retreat. I was just in Barbados and I was at places that I wish I could, you know, take my like a, a bird's eye view and just have people witness the beauty of real culture. Right. The beauty of, um, you know, watching a, a, a man, a Rastafarian man off the beach sit there and, and literally mold a piece of um, sea kelp and mold the sea kelp into a bracelet. Mm. You know, just by burning it with a little candle, mm-hmm. and like that type of that type of experience is priceless. Yeah, and to think that we're having a documentary team, an award-winning documentary team from Netflix, come with us to film this retreat, is going to be epic. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like really excited because you know, being, being Indian, we say this. Desi is like the word for being Indian, you know, like D-E-S-I. And um, because like Indian is like not just Indian, like, you know, Pakistan and Bangladesh and all those places, they're all the same people. Mm. They just like create alliance, you know, Mm. (laughs) but originally Desi, you know, we're all like from the same place. Um, You know, the, the, the interesting thing is that we're going to a place where most of those people that we're going to come across have never come across us, people like us. Wow. That so, is crazy to think too. <laughs> so even anybody, even the people going on this trip with us, they're going to have a very special role because they get to be a wonderful um, a reflection, I guess, mm-hmm. for the people mm-hmm. when, as we're going through these villages, as we're going to these places, mm-hmm. as we're like on our journey, mm-hmm. as we stop randomly and join a wedding party or something. Yeah. Like these people, they'll never meet anybody like us. Right. Ever. So like 
I'm excited about that, but I'm also nervous because that means we got to be like on our game, you know? Like we got to like not only be there for the people who are coming on the retreat with us, yeah. but we also got to like, we got to really engage the people because we can change people's lives. Yes. Just like, like an interaction, like one mm-hmm. little interaction yeah. might change their life, like yes. significantly. Absolutely. And they're a little bit different than America, you know? Yeah. Like, the different, like a little tweak can go a big way. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And I think that's one thing that's uh, holds so much value to this trip is that not just us as instructors and, and as, you know, kind of team leaders is the people that are coming on this retreat are, are having an opportunity to speak their voice, speak their mind, to speak their, to share their word of what yoga is to them and have it documented and have it be a part of history. Like we're making history right now. Yeah. Like this is, this is going to be a historical moment in time. You know, like, Whoa. so for them to, to, and for all of us to be able to share what yoga is and how it's changed our lives and, and speak our truth of, of that practice right. and not just that practice. Cause I think some of us take yoga in a, it's just a physical practice or it's a, men, it's a mental to physical, but I don't know for me in our, as a human being, it is so much more of value to be flexible in our mind and to be flexible in our hearts than it is to be flexible in our bodies, you know, and to be strong in our bodies. We've got to have that flexibility and strength from the inside, not necessarily just because I have muscles and I can right. do something, I can hold a handstand. Who, yeah. What is that? It, great. But the reality is it's the inside stuff, you know, it's the inside shifts that are going to happen for those who join us on this epic journey. And that's so exciting for me. One of my best friends is coming. Aww. And I can't, I mean, I'm just, I'm over the moon about it. I'm over the moon about it. She is just, she's always wanted to go to India. We were trying to plan a trip together for the two of us to go. And just the timing never worked out. And this came up. And so for this to be a kind of arranged in a sense where we're safe at all times, you know, we're aware at all times. And we're kind of being taken care of for the most part and yeah. feeling secure. Because it can be scary to women traveling through a foreign country. I've done it. Mm-hmm. And um, so to have those, that little bit of comfort to oh, then yeah, explore. Somewhere. Yeah, and Andrew will be there. <laughs> That's right. Um, but you know what I mean? Just having that, that sensation of going, okay, it's not just the two of us wandering aimlessly in a foreign country, but to, to feel a little more safe and, 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 and be able to mm-hmm. then open up to our vulnerability to have the, the real true experience of, you know, um, explore, explorating, exploratory yeah. connection with a divine yeah. Um, country. I mean, I, what I, a place to be. I gotta tell you guys, it's actually way safer than it, than it, it, people make it seem. Right. That's um, usually how it is in many places yeah. outside of the U.S. Well, I think <laughs> us as Americans can be very um, guarded and and but there's, um, like, there's protective. Like, but there's like silly, like logical things. Like, I mean, there's places in America I wouldn't go to. You know, <laughs> like cute. You know, you don't go to South Central right. after. Eight o'clock. I was just in Florida too. I was just in Florida too. I'm like, there's a place in Florida too. That you yeah. Know, no, they're everywhere. So there really is. They're everywhere. So you know, um, the thing is in India, like it's just about being smart. Yeah. Like, and about being with the group mm-hmm. and like because we have a group. It's, yeah. We're so it's so much more powerful that way. Yeah. Um, and it also like has it has we actually carry a a responsibility. We we carry like a like a, a symbol. Right, we're like we're walk, we're like a walking symbol, yeah. and if we are like saying yoga for change, like really, we're instigating change with, with yoga, mm-hmm. right? So, like we're like walking, talking tools of yoga, mm-hmm. disseminating mm-hmm. whatever we can learn. Yeah, yeah. And so we're on this journey to learn. So we're like even going to be meeting people like on the way who are like teachers who've been doing who've 
from lineages, from who knows when or whatever. Right. We'll just learn, like we'll just ask questions and we'll learn more about how do, yeah. we, how do we can improve our practice. Too? Yeah. Each one of us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's definitely one of the pluses is we're going to have the opportunity to meet some of the rishis and meet some of the, the gurus. Did you say my name? <laughs> <laughs> the the sadhus, yes. the wise men, all yeah. of the, the people of whom have the lineage and have lived in India and have grown up there and have learned there and now are sharing their truths, it's going to be an absolutely incredible experience. Yeah. Varanasi, right? Tell them, tell them a little bit about what you're most excited about. Whew, man. I, I mean, my favorite thing, what I'm so excited, you can tell, I'm like going to repeat it over and over again. I can't help it. But um, it's, uh, it's, it's connecting with the people there. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like you guys coming and whoever comes on this trip, it's such a wonderful opportunity from my perspective to connect these people from outside of India to India, to you're, the heart of you're India. You're like our middleman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like the conciliary, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, um, so I'm, it's kind of cool. Like, I, I get to like observe it. And because you guys are going to be taking some wonderful things with you, like the experiences of people you meet, the exchanges of yoga and every, oh my god so much stuff right music yeah. all this stuff food right but you're going to be taking that they're also going to be taking from you that mm-hmm. yes. some wonderful thing they're going to be taking some perspectives that they never had before mm-hmm. yeah what is or how many times have you been to India well like four times wow yeah. and, and each time you go is it significantly different uh, yeah, I've gone like different periods of my life and mm. different periods of my life emotionally and psychologically yeah. too so um I gotta, yeah, I mean, some of my best experiences are being on the farm in India, just hanging out on the farm with the cows in, the, in our, like, like, the cows are, like, in the, in, like, the courtyard at the house. You just, like, go down and give them a hug. Them <laughs> oh, I want to hug a cow. They're, like, dogs and cats, yeah. you know, in, in, you know, in India, in many places. And um, so uh, I like that. But then I also like getting lost in India, mm. like, you know, like, just wandering around a little bit mm. and who knows you know what shop you'll like i've been to like ended up at random shops like random shop but, like hello like a guy with so much wisdom or like a woman knitting something and we have an amazing conversation just because we open a conversation up. Mm. does um do many of them speak english or is that going to be a, a um a that's barrier? surprising even if they don't know english they'll be able to communicate with you because number one we don't need language to right. communicate you know, right? Yeah. We can make sounds, like, you know, <laughs> uh, but we can make sounds and stuff, right, to like, communicate. But like, there's a basic English because they do have TV and they do have stuff, so they'll like understand certain basic stuff, right? To communicate. But a lot of people actually will be able to speak English because it's, you yeah, know, predominantly it's, educated, right? Predominantly. Yeah. In That's fact, it's getting awesome. more. The millennial India has one of the biggest millennial um, population in the world. Wow. So a lot of potential there. Yeah. You hear that, Yoga Revealed listeners? That means we're going to interact with some Indian people. And what I'm super excited about is doing some yoga and teaching to the masses. Like yes. just opening up classes and really allowing us to practice with the people there. Because we're going to come across some people with some pretty advanced practices, I'm sure. And then we're also going to come across some people that have probably never, never done even lives. practiced awesome practice. What is this acro yoga? Huh? <laughs> Get on my back. Okay. I can already imagine like an old guy, and a, like an auntie and an uncle, you know? And he's like, okay, come on over here. Come, come. Get over And she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited.
excited. No, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> so cute. She's gonna bring the milk over to you, drink some milk, and then like mm. start doing acro yoga. That's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. I think it's an opportunity for everyone who who joins us to just be a part of change, be a part of evolution of just being better human beings. You know, creating awareness and connection. If if you could give one piece of advice to a listener out there who perhaps wants to go on this retreat or explore India for themselves, what would it be? Oh gosh. Um I I actually read this quote the other day, if I get it wrong, pardon me, but it's something like, um, don't worry about what can go wrong. Worry about and get excited about what's going to go right. Mm. Right. Very much so. Just get on. Just get on the bus and go. Just yeah. just join it for the for the the experience of each day to time. Truth. And can you give us a, a parting quote of wisdom, Rishi? Parting quote of wisdom that you could perhaps give to someone who is in the process of deciding to come with us to India. <laughs> Um, I'll drop two things, but they're kind of related. One is never, never compromise your dreams. Mm. Never compromise your aspirations ever, right? Like never make an excuse to do something that's like going to be so powerful for you and for other people too. Mm. Mm. Um, because that's when when we do that, we get upset. That's a whole, we'll go down the whole thing. Um, the so connected to that is you know if you don't go if, if whoever does if you don't go on this trip you're gonna end up watching it <laughs> so, <laughs> and then you're gonna be upset you didn't go <laughs> I mean so I mean so that's why I say never compromise yeah but this is an opportunity whether you are yoga you're into yoga whether you're into spirituality whether you're into travel whether yeah. you're into like photojournalism or whether you're into like uh, connecting with organizations that can help and serve like there's so many avenues for this for you yes. um, and if you're even an entrepreneur you know this is a wonderful opportunity to get like to, to maybe even serve the community in India go out there and like be a part of this too and help out maybe you could donate something maybe you can like we already got an organization donating uh a uni right yep uni uni beauty brand is actually donating all of us a lot of of the these special wipes they're actually called the shower sheet and it's a sheet that you could take literally a wipe down with and get fully cleansed yeah antibacterial and it's so beautiful that we're giving these to the children of india who obviously, you know, are impoverished and can also have dysentery do, and that kind of stuff. Do they have these, like, camps all over the place where, like, most of the, like, the poor, they have, like, poor areas, like, the yeah. slums, right? Yeah. Dude, they don't have access to clean water. So yeah. giving them these, like, wipes, like, they probably haven't cleaned their face. I mean, you'll see what you, like, it'd be so awesome. Like, you'll yeah. see, and they're so beautiful. Like, they're such beautiful people. Like, to mm-hmm. just give them an opportunity to feel clean. Can you imagine that feeling? Yeah. Feeling like feeling clean all of a sudden. Yeah. That's it. And, and then the other thing that we've got uh, planned out is uh, Dylan, and mm-hmm. what they do is they build these amazing water bottles that also have a water softening and pH system in them, mm-hmm. and I am really excited to just bring cantinas there so that the children mm-hmm. can carry water from you know the river to their house. Because yeah. imagine like that's I'm sure huge is that. Not only is water scarce, but it's, it's probably not, pure, not that right? often that you can get, you know, your water in a bottle. 
<laughs> and carry it from point A to point B. No, not a reusable bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we're using they're using like open container stuff and like yeah. so much is lost. Yeah. yeah, and that's see that's the thing you know like so yeah is that pretty simple? If you don't come, yeah, you're gonna be watching it. It's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. So what are your parting words of wisdom, Andrew? Uh, <laughs> I, I would say that my parting words of wisdom are that life is an experience. And if we choose to experience it fully, then that means that we step outside of our comfort zones and we have the opportunity to take a risk. And when we take that risk, we grow immensely. Mm-hmm. And that is what we're here for, is that immense growth, going beyond ourselves to grow into the people that we are planning on becoming. Mm-hmm. So yeah. come with me on a journey to India. Come with me on a journey, Amy. Blessings, Yoga Revealers. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And let it be known that we will be in India together soon. Much love. I thank you for taking the time to listen to this interview here today. I am absolutely grateful for each and every one of you who take this interview and actually do something with it. If you're planning your next trip to India, let me know. We've got an awesome agency that helps us bring change to India. So if you would like to go on this amazing retreat next time, let me know. We're planning it out now. As for Yoga Revealed, Thank you for being along for the journey. As long as you are continuing to spread the light of yoga, you are an integral part of this community, and we thank you for that. My absolute gratitude goes out to each and every one of you. Continue to listen. Check out yogarevealed.com for upcoming events, festivals, and retreats that we'll be hosting this year. Much love, yogis. Live light, shine bright. Namaste. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.